Shane, how was your day? Uh, rushing and racing. What were you doing? Um, was you better put your mouth to the microphone. <laughs> Over here. Has to be at, at your face. Has to be at my face. I better. Better? No. Near. There. You can move this. <laughs> Do you know if it was anyone else, you're after doing a fucking four with me. <laughs> i tell you what we're doing now. Shane, come up to help me. I'm, um, I have to get a system first, so which... Do you want me to take them all out of the box first? You can do whatever you want. But you have to put them back into the box That's as well, you saying. see. So these are the ones done. And I don't want um, these aren't done. them to get mixed up. Or when people are getting their humidifiers, they won't say, make a big bank. So why are you labelling now or what's going on? Because I didn't trust the Chinese to put the make a big bank on them properly. So I said I'd do it myself. I'm very hands-on. And so, why have you not someone else doing it? I'm an Egypt. <laughs> You're doing it with me. No, I'm laying cheap labour for you now, but uh, normally I'd have some of the lads in helping me and stuff. But I was supposed to be working today, and I'm pissing out kidney stones. That was very sore. Do you ever have that? Well, we'll have to do the. Um, I should have brought the machines over, but I was rushing and racing when I came back from Dublin and stuff like that. What were we in um, Dublin for? Up meeting two boys. What two boys? <laughs> <laughs> what two boys? Uh, do you remember Dragon's Den? Yeah. Your man Sean Gallagher that was on that and then Brian Lee, he owns Chopped. Yeah. You're meeting them? Mm. Business stuff? Yeah, I, I was actually, I went to the Wealth Summit a couple of weeks ago and I seen them and I was like, I kind of had my eyes on like your man Brian of Frages, like I I've used to know his missus. She worked in Raw Gym like fifteen years ago or something. What's Raw Gym? Up in Dublin, there a place where I used to go when we were in college. Like, but um, I'm kind of was following her, and then obviously seeing him through that, and so I was following him for a couple of years. But he owns Chopped and Neat Pizza and a few other things like that. Um, he's a restaurateur. Yeah, like he's he done he had gym he had a, a TRX type of gym as well I think for a long time as well but he kickboxing or something was he yeah jujitsu I think but I seen the man he was at the Wild Summit and I just remember standing there kind of going if it, I'm kind of at a point where I should be able to ask them or introduce them down to what we're doing or whatever so anyways I was nervous and I just went do you know what if it's now or never type of thing you're not really going to get a chance where they're pretty much across the hall from me, you know, that kind of way. Mm. So I just went straight over, introduced myself. Um, I actually introduced it to Brian, told him, been following you a while, went to write to you a few times, said, my area, what you done with Chapped and all these different things. And I said, I, I think I have something that's franchisable. And he kind of said, well, just hang on there for a minute. And he said, Sean, come over here for a second. Sean, come over. He's dead sound. No Are one. they friends? Yeah. Well, he's dead sound in fairness, like like genuinely real, a real down turt fella. Um, who's that box there? And yeah, we just got chatting away, and I think I just I must have talked to him for forty minutes that day up there, and kind of gave me a little mini dragons then, if you like, on the spot, just going through everything, you know, all the hard questions. Like it was just, it was a cool little. 
I had I had actually a conversation a couple of about was it like real dragons dragons then asking you like yeah, hard questions like how much do you make? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, they did. Like I told them, look, I'm not gonna, told them straight exactly what what we were at, what level we were at, what we were making, or what was profit or whatever. That you weren't just a fanboy coming over bluffing. You was like, no, I'm I'm I mean business here. You know what I can do? Yeah. But um, I had a great chat, and he was with a guy before, and he gave me that initial chat. So that's where I was very much like way better prepared. Whereas less than six months ago, I remember this guy saying to me. It's too difficult to do anything with you because your clinic is highly based around you. And I said, well, right, leave it with me. So in the last year, especially, I went, I dived in a lot on the training side of things um, so that we could actually take more people. And the truth was, the genuine motive was never about taking more money. It was going, why do we always seem to have a waiting list? Um, And that was the issue. The waiting list. So... When we tried to get rid of the waiting list, it was like adding an extra bed. But every time we added an extra bed, it was going to it cost like 25 grand or something like ridiculous. Because again, I was like, I'm not going to add a bed if it means diluting the service. So I'm not going to add another. Another bed meant more people. Yeah, per hour. Like it had to be increased value actually instead of decreased value. So normally it's, oh, I used to go in there and you get just him. And I'm going, we actually provide a better service now than we did said three years ago because I'm not burnt out by the end of the day now my brain is in overdrive so I'm like coming in looking at you assessing okay daddy that needs to be done but like you were saying there your kidney issue like I would absolutely love to do the the meridian line on you and do that meridian testing see your the kidney energy down I treat through the feet believe it or not for your kidney and oh. like the results so far like we've gotten that don't have to get into it now but especially in the kidney like kidney is is actually a, um <laughs> All related to fear. Deep, yeah, it is. If kidney would be would be the most obvious one in regards to fear. Left or right, doesn't matter. No, it's just kidney energy in general. So liver energy would be frustration, anger, all of these things. Um, so somebody like, for example, mightn't have kidney issues, but they'd have horrific um, kidney pain. You're fucking up my system here now. You. Why this is, is my system. Over? Why is that box over right, here? This is my system. <laughs> You're only here like a hen's kick. Year, the system year. is, right, you should be opening them for me yeah. and giving them to me. Oh, fair enough. I did that at the start. <laughs> Imagine he comes up first now. I have, about, I have thousands <laughs> of these sent out and he's telling me I I'm fucking up his system. You. Are you uh, a control freak? No. Tell the fucking truth. I'm just telling you that... <laughs> Okay, here's a question for you. Instead yeah. of you, like, actually admire this, that's what I'm saying. I love this book. It's always, you ripped that one, by the way. That was ripped in a god. Okay. That was probably a Chinese person done that. On a business level, instead of you being here doing this, what could you be doing? What could I be doing? Bar at home, the family. <sighs> well, seeing that you would probably say out for a 10 kilometer jog. <laughs> yeah, fucking naked. <laughs> I could be doing fucking anything other than being here doing a podcast. I'd like to be doing a podcast. I'm getting the best of both worlds here now. So I know one minute we'll be like, it's funny with this. What What is this exactly? It's a humidifier. Have you ever used one? Well, yeah, when I'm plastering. <laughs> no, you're probably using a, a dehumidifier. <laughs> okay, yeah. So when me and Greg and Garrett are 
all the lads driving the lorries. You'd be driving along the car all day. Keep going. And uh, when you've the air conditioning on, it dries out all your throat. Your throat would be fucking airy at the end of the day. So I got one of them and I put them in the machine and it just, it doesn't dry out your throat. You don't feel sick at the end of the day. You don't get sore throats. So I got a hip of them. They're a great job. I actually, a friend of ours, Eric, and he does a lot of digger driving. That's funny you say that because he did say something. Yeah, air conditioning, it's terrible. It dries out the air. Mm. So that just puts um, moisture back in the air. But also you can put little essential oils in and stuff. It's nice. So is there a liquid that puts into this, yeah? Just put water in it. But you can put essential oils in it. Looks like we're trying to sell here now because now that's very similar. Well, Wait, are you selling nothing like that? (laughs) Well, no, this new project is the hydrogen thing, so... What's that? This, do you know they're clearly going to think that now all of a sudden we just slowly brought ourselves into it? Well, well, now I'm interested. <laughs> this is not an ad, by the way. Tell me what you're talking about. Um, that's this one here. Go ahead. I don't think you know what system you're using at all. No, that's why I was up in Dublin talking to them because I was I was purely on about the clinic side of things. When I last met them, <clears throat> they came down. Sean had a long-term neck injury, so on. I was even, the day we were in Dublin, I said it to him about the, his neck and he said, well, I have an injury. He said, no, you can see what you, what you see. And I said, I know it's your neck already. And I said, you'd definitely be a high adrenaline individual. You'd, you know, you'd be going all the time in a positive way. I like to be always on to the next project. The phone would be ringing all the time. So the brain is always stimulated, you get me? Yeah. But like, I'd look at little tiny facial features like the tension in the jaws or all that stuff. And when there's tension in the jaws, the same as the lad sitting there supposedly relaxed and he's tensing his feet. Your nervous system is still under a bit of um, a, start, a startle in a way. Yeah, it's kind of going, well, I'm not going to relax until you relax. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. Um, so initially when we had arranged to meet, we were obviously to go through the clinic side of things. But this project has just landed in my hands. And I, do you know sometimes when you're going, am I you're trying to suss a good feeling about it or not? But for me, it, it just came going, this product is, is too good for people not to see. So it's clearly much bigger than this, right? So it's plug-in and so on. So it's probably that height, that width, but it is as simple as literally just plugging in, done and ready to go. So he 30 d- minutes. If for anyone that's listening, he done something the size of two shoe boxes. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes uh, inhalation on this machine would be the equivalent of. Oh, you, you breathe in. Yeah, you have an actual, um, what would it be called, a nozzle or? You know, in regards to the nose, it'd be the very same. You have proper tubes up, breathing them in through the nose. All like the a nebulizer. Yeah, exactly. It can also hydrogenize the actual water you have. So say you have distilled water or any kind of decent grade water. I think one, a litre and a half in five minutes. So it'll hydrogenize that water completely. And then that can stay uh, with high amounts of hydrogen in it for 14 days. But what I was seeing was obviously, you know, you're starting to see more and more the studies behind it. So there's like 2,000 clinical studies done on it. So the video call I was on there just before this, he was saying that they, have the, they had the three models and one of the models is each machine is 20 grand. <clears throat> so obviously the only difference is the amount of uh, hydrogen per millimeter type thing it can pump out in a set time. Do you get me? Hmm. But they've done a control study. On, in a, they have it in cancer, a proper cancer treatment clinic in America. And basically he said that after four months, all their... So when they went on it straight away, the tumors stopped growing. And then after four months, the tumors were properly starting to shrink as a standalone treatment. Fuck. 
So it, they have unreal testimonials of Alzheimer's, but it all comes down to oxidative stress. So basically, What's that? when you have really bad breathing as such, right? There's, there's What's bad breathing? Somebody who holds their breath. So if somebody has grief and they never, they never got over it or it's underlying grief, for example, like they'll tend to hold their breath a lot. If somebody is, we, like the basics that people go on about, like we talked just before and the basic shite that people will say about is fight or flight and blah, blah. But that's, that's seriously only scratching the surface. Like you're more so looking at it on a vibrational level. So um, like fear at the end of the day is one of the, lo is the lowest vibrating emotion, right? Um, insecurity, for example, is, is even higher up than that, which is good. It's not as deep as grief and fear and so on. So have you ever seen someone that you, the average person could look at them and say, Jesus, they look fucking, some might call it depressed, but they're just like, look, just fed up. Yeah. And that's what I mean. There'd be postures that I would see coming in and so on. Whereas the machine attacks it on a molecular level. So it's actually cell level, like insane science behind it. So think about it in this way, like when you drink, like the pH of your stomach should be 2.5. So it has to be acidic, right? It has to be acid in the stomach in order to break down. The How does anyone know? Nah, like you can get stuff, you can get all these different gut tests and stuff like that. Like it wouldn't be mad commonplace because anything that's good for you is hard to get your hands on, you know? Um, but essentially you should have a about 2.5 of a pH. Do you know what pH means? Um, this, I used this to. This blew my mind. I done science when I was a young lad. So when oh. you hear the pH balance of even your soil, everything. Yeah, why is it? Potential hydrogen. Say and there's the link. So the, nothing can change the pH balance of your blood as such compared to hydrogen. So when you're inhaling hydrogen, right, the pH balance of your blood is changing. So I drink a lot of high alkaline water, which was bringing the, the alkalinity in your body up. So like my stomach, for example. Yeah. But it can't change the alkalinity of your blood. So somebody who ends up with a blood condition. So if I said to you, do you think of anything that you think off the top of your head? That would be a condition got to do with blood. What comes to mind? AIDS. <laughs> Such a game. It's unbelievable. Like, a proper game. <laughs> anyway, things like arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. Like it's down the blood. Cellulite. It's all these different things. So it's a, it's a massive reduction in blood flow or inflammation in the yeah. blood, which then affects the joints and so on. So people's extremities will always be fucked first, which is their hands and their feet. So numbness in the hands or feet or poor blood flow in the hands and feet or I'm losing sensation in my hands or feet. It's because it's the most distal part from the brain. So on a nervous system point of view, distal means the furthest, basically. Yeah. So naturally enough, if a signal is, get, is struggling to get from A to B, it's going to struggle to get to the feet and the hands. But an interesting thing on that kidney thing that we go back to is all of these areas have to be treated from the extremity. So your your hands, like your baby finger, it runs, say, from here all the way up, up the back of the delt and into the jaw and finishes right here on your ear. That's small intestine. And we've actually seen, like I'll fly through them here, we've seen links between, um, well, obviously wrist, elbow, shoulder pain, neck pain, trap pain, but then on a whole different ballgame, earex, tinnitus, poor here is all this point. So small intestine point is on the is on this ear, as I said, right here. And if you look at kinesiology and you look at meridians, the name of that point is called listening place. So I even practice it at night, 
Peter Fyre, a friend of mine, he was getting, he got this earwreck a couple of, oh, a year ago, and he got antibiotics in the end. But he said to me the other night, he said, man, that fucking earwreck's coming back. He thought it was from dipping in the cold water out with the retreat. And I just looked at his eye structure and the eyes were a little bit off. He looked a little bit puffy here. And I said, just let me try something. So I went straight to the small intestine place, treated that, was had the pad here, treating the point with ditter probe. <laughs> and his ear popped. God bless me. His ear, his jaw released and his ear popped from clearing the small intestine. And then he said to me, so what are you saying? He said, should I have stomach trouble? And I said, well, no, but sometimes you'll always um, hear someone say, that's funny you say small intestine or large intestine. I'm having a bit of bother lately with my stomach. And that's what happened that night. Um, like the big finger or the first finger here is your large intestine. And then again, that gives like pain along, say, this side. But it comes up the front and so on. Um, your heart line is on the inside of your wrist. So it actually comes from the nail bed of this finger and the anterior side. So all along here, again, runs up. Um, your pericardium is like runs directly through this big finger here. So like we would have fixed loads of shoulder issues and we'd done the kinesiology and we'd say like your lung line is blocked and your pericardium line is blocked. Then they'll say to me, you'll get eight out of 10 people saying, like, would, that, would that affect me breathing? We're like, well, yeah, it would. Like I'm fine and lately I can't recover as quick after runs and so on. I had my own lung line cleared. Had you noticed an issue with it? Yeah, I, said, I actually said to Jed, I said, test it. Like I was out with rugby and I was just like, geez, I'm not recovering. I said, I couldn't be going back that far. Jed's playing rugby now, by the way, everyone. He had enough with the football and said he'd start doing rugby. Well, I did want to try it for a long time, but aside from that right now. Um, but I did, yeah. I came back and the easiest way to explain it to you is when you put the probe on on that point, the machine will pop up and it'll it'll give you a, a Z reading, meaning that your body couldn't pick up the current. So it'll give you a Z, meaning totally blocked. So then you kind of have to work back up here. So you can imagine the message or the energetic level is flowing down from, say, the brain to here, for example, or the top of that energy point. So the lung will start here on your pec, comes into your front delt, goes down to the elbow and into that baby finger, right? Or sorry, your thumb. Your thumb is your lung line. So basically when I was trying to clear that, I kept zedding, zedding, zedding on you. So we do our treatment, we clear it. But yeah, genuinely, it was like your fitness just goes through the roof. Jesus Christ. So you don't have that restriction straight away. Now another guy came in before, he came in with shoulder pain, thought it wasn't relevant. I went, we done the lines and I said, um, your large intestine is seriously blocked. Like I couldn't even rub the probe on it. So on a fascial, like on, when you look at the fascia and the tissue, it was like glue. Do you get me? Like mm. proper glue. And then I said it to my geez, your large intestine channel is in ribbons like. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm on medication. He said for life, I was told I have a, some rare condition with my, or like connected with colitis, which is an infection in the large intestine. And we were like, you're fucking joking me. So we treated that like a lunatic. And by the end of the plan alone, he was like, I don't know what to do now. Will I come off the medication? He said, I'm not getting the symptoms. So naturally enough, we said, yeah, wean yourself off it. That kidney thing I was chatting to you, you were obviously getting a bit of issues with your kidney. But a woman come in, same thing. She's had kidney infections, she said, for as long as she can remember. Like, she's 60-odd. Yeah. But she said, we, we went through a bit of history with it. And she got a severe fright when she was like seven or eight. Like, terrified. And as I said, your kidneys all relate to fear. But um, she's done four weeks is all she's done on the plan. We treated her kidney line every single time. And uh, by the end of it, she said, it's my first time ever to be off the medication having absolutely no pain, peeing, and 
like honestly crazy shit now I'm not going to lie since I was talking to you like I do feel a little awkward talking about because it's a whole different world and like have you found things with that that are so easy to fix that you thought were impossible nearly to fix before you had that machine yeah like it's or did it just take longer has it just sped up we always had access to the stuff we just didn't know how to use it as such and then we it just kept advancing like we just kept getting more and more serious people and then the big big change obviously was when we really done a shift and we started to bring the use of the machine into kinesiology so even without you don't even have to understand kinesiology like when we have our meridian chart we could map that like you could be getting lower back pain i said do you, do you get any bladder issues and you're like, yeah, this true story again. Like, what the bladder issue? Like hard to pee? Or? Yeah, no, the opposite. Like he can't. He's gone. He's gone five and six times a night. Oh, but we had this guy who came really bad back pain, and the next thing we done a quick, we done the meridian line testing. Bladder come up, then I cross checked it with with the probe, and I was like, Jesus Christ, it's badly stuck. Done done the bladder line, which starts between your eyes, up and over the head. Done the full treatment. It's about an hour, and he said that was a treatment on on Tuesday. And he said there was no difference. He got up Wednesday night again, the same thing. Thursday night, he said he only got up twice. And Friday, and from Friday on, wasn't getting up anymore. That was only one treatment. And about three weeks later, he said, I'm noticing it coming back. And he said, I won't mind me back. It's getting a little bit sore again. So we went then, and we redone the treatment in a little bit more detail. Job done. Unreal. Like, I, I do be a little bit blown away with it. But we kind of got sidetracked there. But it's all connected at the end of the day because... The oxidative stress, as I said to you, is the biggest cause for aging, the biggest cause for skin conditions, the biggest cause for lung, and, or not lung, uh, organ breakdown. Um, all your conditions from cellulitis to rheumatoid arthritis to COPD to... I'm just gone to a point now where like there's no, there's nothing that can't be fixed, I'm telling you. Like you hear someone getting cancer in the liver, right? Liver is totally connected with anger frustration irritation you chat to that person we met a person in the airport me and yaz and uh, jay coming home and she was on after getting these connection flights she was in awful stress and jay she got chatting to us and told us she said i have to be diagnosed with this really rare thing and she said i had to fly out to i don't know oklahoma or something and she said to see some doctor and he basically told me they're gone too far For, forget about it like just go oh, home hey. and enjoy your time this is a matter in the airport but she, i said <coughs> where where was it and she said the liver <coughs> and i actually said to her i said um can I ask you a question? Did you have much anger in your life? And she goes, huh? And she was like, are you joking me? Where do I start? Like real proud. Proud of her anger? Yeah, real proud about it. And I just go, I said, look, they normally say you shouldn't be treating anybody that's cancer, but if somebody is, if the best doctor just told you to go home and lie up and accept it, I said, I'd love to, to treat that liver line. So we gave her a contact. She emailed across, but she nothing came of it. But there's no, you see what I mean? There's an instant link there. Cancer in the liver, you know, or all that stuff. Like the amount of people in this country that has their gallbladder removed is unbelievable. Why is that? Again, on the, on the emotional side of things, from what we've seen, a gallbladder on a physical le- level. Have you ever seen anyone with the pelvic shift like way over to the side? Mm. So they're standing facing you and the pelvis is twisted. Like they, they do their back in. Say the day you done your yeah. back. Mine was like that. Yeah, so that can be a physical thing that has absolutely no emotional response, which was yours, yeah. right? But if, say you come over now and I done the exact treatment I done on you, on someone else and it didn't work and they're still twisted, right? And then second treatment, I come at it from another physical angle, nothing happens. 
it has always been gallbladder. So gallbladder runs from your second toe outside of the knee, hip, right up the side of the belly, and then gets really complicated in the head. It wraps around the ear and the and, and uh, the head like so many times, and that can that can be um well that is a massive uh, a massive issue when it comes to headaches, migraines. Um, physically, they'll get they'll complain of proper hip impingement issues. Um, but anyways, the gallbladder is really linked to. Uh, deep guilt, blame and regret. And every time I've asked a client, I've said, look, I mean, we've done three physical issues. You haven't straightened. We're going to do the gallbladder now. A couple of occasions I've straightened them. I've put up their video. It's been phenomenal. And then three days later, they're back to square one. Like not possible, right? But then when we sat down and we went through the whole NLP side of things and said like, these are the emotions that are showing up. You do a little bit of a timeline thing. Where's the guilt in your life? Where's the blame in your life? Where's the regret in your life? One guy blamed himself for breaking the family up. He said, look, I never admitted it. My father always said to me, you're an alcoholic. And I was like, I'm not, whatever, I wouldn't accept it. And he said, lo and behold, I'm, I was the cause of the marriage breaking up. But he massive guilt over that. Now, he was a different story. We didn't have that treatment at the time. This is about two years ago now. But I'd done a huge uh, breathwork session with one-on-one. -on -one. And he was bawling, crying, and... He got flashbacks, like it's real intense. So it's, it's a bit like we talked, I think we talked about this before, but because he's doing such short, fast, consistent breaths and then look, there's other elements to it as well. But he ended up almost getting, well, he did, he got visions. And he said it all, he got these flashbacks of rousing, rousing the kitchen. And he said he was, he, he was crying then throughout the treatment or throughout the breath work. I was just obviously keeping him going, keep strong, keep going, keep breathing the whole way through. But he woke up the next morning totally straight. And that turned out to be guilt. I wouldn't have associated back then with gallbladder. I just couldn't understand why I couldn't treat, fix them. So that's how far things have come on in the two years that I obviously no longer have to waste time. When I see that pelvic shift, I'm diving straight into one physical treatment. And if that doesn't fix it, then we have to jump straight into that energy work and gallbladder and all of these things. But a lot of old people are coming in, getting, developing issues of where the gallbladder ran through, but the gallbladders are gone. So the energy in that is obviously clearly gone now. It's been weird, but keeps showing up. But you have no energy. So it just shows like when we remove these things out of our body. You have a lot of older people coming to you now. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that? You like talking to the old people? No, I do. But I'll tell you what's after happening in the last <coughs> while. And I have to be brutally honest. And this is actually, let, let this be a time to get a message out. I'm like, what do I have to do or say to make it click with people? that the majority of what we're doing is preventative measures. So you could come to me, like you're having a bit of issues now with a kidney thing. Hmm. I'm having but it years. Yeah. So. And I went to specialists and everything. Right, well. Is and there, they, is the there, last time that I went to, got a scan, they told me, look, your left kidney produces some kidney stones for some reason. We don't know why. Uh, that one there doesn't seem to be moving. Maybe it'll break up. Maybe it'll go into smaller pieces. Maybe you'll be in here again. They gave me a letter. If you get the pains again, straight to the hospital, up to NACE and get your operation like I did last time. So if you look at that in another way, like essentially the kidney function is disrupted. Yeah. It's not doing its job. Do your feet sweat as well or anything like that? No. Huh? So... Um, I would love to. I, I would love to do it on you because I'd love to do the test. Obviously, see does it show up. Then I'd love to, obviously, just do the treatment and see is it stuck. Like there's loads of little telltale signs mm. if it's stuck or not. But I've I put my life on it to be honest. 
that it would it would show up completely blocked on our side. Um, it's fair enough. But if you go well, if you go back then, because you, you're very much happy go lucky. But like, mm. if you go back, if I said to you put your whole lifetime on a timeline, yeah, right from now, right back to zero. Fuck, that's a long time. Forty three years of age. Go ahead. What am I looking for? If I said pick out one moment in your life that you had horrendous fright or fear, fright or fear in your life, horrendous. Or do you carry any fear all the time? How long is this going on? Uh, this is going on. When was the first time I was living in Mount Rat? That's five years. Five years. Okay. Five what, years. What age are your kids? Uh, Twelve, seven, three. And nine months. So I'm thinking there, anything changed since you started having kids? Did you worry more? Did you feel oh, sure, more? Sure, of course, of course you worry more. But on a big level? The biggest fright I got, I, that's no, like it's very weird now that you're saying that, right? Because the biggest fright that I got was around then my house was broken into and I caught your man out in the yard. There you go. And it frightened the shit on me. No. And I ended up baiting him. Well, no, but go back now, right? Stop for. But I was afraid getting up every morning and leaving the kids every night. I had to drive home from work every night. I couldn't stay out because I was afraid to leave Vicky. And that was around five, six years ago. Hardly. Why hardly? Well, would you call that fluke then? If I'm after telling you, like, if no, I would Sorry, if I said to you now, oh, it's. No, it would make sense because that did freak me but out. But how many times in that in that one sentence you said afraid three or four times? You said yeah. terrified. You said yeah, that fear. that terrified me. That terrified. Oh, well, me. then let's do a study. Yeah, go right. Yeah, you have you sent me a picture today. What was that? That was piss and blood. Piss and blood. Yeah. Right there, you go. But it's something as simple as that. That how like that's a little that's that's an in-house study we'd be doing you'd have that chat you're like let's just get a little bit logical we're not being airy fairy here yeah. let's think about time zone when was it it was this length okay anything happened within a year two years three years obviously it's not going to be like within it's usually fairly rapid and then there you are there's one major occasion so you can't overrule that oh. so then the next stage for us to prove it would be i guarantee you now absolutely guarantee you right that if we do the kidney treatment and we clear it, that issue will be gone. I fucking guarantee you. Oh, but that mean they dissolve? I guarantee you. Your kidney function will restore <coughs> to its original state. And you, I, I, I'm putting it here now. You can put this out. If I'm wrong, what, what do you want me to do? Or what, what do you want me to give you? What do you want me to give me? Because I won't be. What seen it too many times. do I want you to give me? Uh, next time you go to Miami... You have to bring me okay. and you have to let me drive the Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. But that's mad. That does no, make sense. Very interesting. Because that, that was the first time in my life that I was scared, scared, scared. Yeah. Because I ended up in a situation that I didn't think I'd be ever in. And it could have went either way. Give you a cool one. Yeah. A fellow with this, he walked in. We came in for a one-time appointment. I took a liking to him. I said, man, please. I said, don't be coming up here for one appointment. I said, I can see it. It's written all over you. I said, need to do a couple of sessions with you. I said, I, I promise you, if you do what I'm saying, we'll get rid of this Achilles pain. So this Achilles pain has been going on for a year or no. Um, I think he did three years straight. Like he said, can't get out of bed in the morning. I'm getting 
I think he went down the road of injections. Oh, fuck. Right, he had loads of different things. But we got into the plan. Real jumpy type of fella. So when you're treating him, real jumpy, but like, there's some all out adrenaline type stuff, right? So when I say adrenaline, they, res they respond like that. They're like, fucking tensing against the machines and sweating like a lunatic on the bed and all that stuff. But basically, he, we, we went back through that thing. So I said, look, man, We've done, the, I've done all the physicals. It's not physical. He was one of the first that we started to explore this whole liver, kidney, and these channels. So I got him to literally, with, it, with the probe, which is about the size of your, top of your nail at the top, I said, well, you could put that exactly where the pain is. And the pain was on the liver line. So there you go. I told you a few minutes ago, the liver line is all associated with anger and resentment and revenge, real heavy emotions, like real, you get me, right? Yeah. All associated with anger. And he was like, oh, fuck's sake, right? And he was going through and he goes, ah, oh, look, I don't think I need to dig too deep to, to know what is going on now. So he had an anger but resentment going on in his life. So basically his pretty much best friend um, was after taking over as manager of the club, right? And he said, they get on great. And he said, he can't pinpoint it. And it's never come up in conversation, but his friend has dropped him since he went in. Real common thing happens in the GA. The insecure manager gets a fucking, gets a job and he's still not over, not playing and lets, he wants to, he wants his dog. ego to play, be promised <coughs> and becomes a little, Prick. conniving little bastard, right? Or it could be a big bastard. So, but yeah, he, he admitted it. He said, yeah, look, I'm absolutely, res I'm so resentful from, but it's because he never gave me an answer. It's because he never, so this chat never came, but this chat was like, every time he sees him, the liver line was firing in. He was like, he started to become really conscious of it. And it might be ease off during the week, he said, and then they go down training and he said it would fire in like a fucking lunatic. But this is, was all unconscious behavior. Did you get me? Yeah. So anyways, uh, with that, obviously with our treatment, we were getting results at the time and it'd be back within two days. So I said, man, I'm telling you now, you're going to have to have the chat with him. Like you're going to have to get it out, clear your system, be done with it regardless. Oops, sorry. Sorry about Shane's unprofessionalism here. You'll have to be <laughs> Well, I worked the show out. <laughs> so he did. He went. He said, what do I say? And I said, just, so we helped him a bit, went and had the chat. He was dreading the chat, had the chat, came back up. Or he actually voiced me and said, man, I had the chat at the weekend. Look, we got it all clear. Feel so much lighter, so much better after it. So we can, we, I said, what's the plan now? He said, let's do the treatment now and see how quick it, or how long it lasts. And we'd done the same treatment that we'd done three or four times. Once more, job done. He finished off the plan, buzzing, just putting on a little bit of size, but the pain was gone. He was finally training and he's, he's been perfect since. Well, holding in stuff like that would definitely rot you. Yeah. Confrontation delayed is confrontation multiplied. Mm. Isn't it? I think you told me that one before, didn't you? Yeah. That's a good old saying that. So that's really, I suppose, how, it, like to me... When you look at the Chinese medicine, it's not voodoo shit. Do you get me? Like now I can go to you. You have all the organs. You have the association with the organs. You have the points of pain. You show where the lines run. Now all of a sudden someone going, oh, it's right there. And I'm like, pick the, ch I, I give them the chart sometimes and say, put your hand. Where is it? Where exactly is it? You're going to have to tune into it now because a lot of people do this as well. I'd say, where is it? And they go, it's, uh, it's kind of 
<laughs> and I'm like, fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> fucking mad cunt. It's like, man, one finger. Come on now, one finger. And eventually he's like, I think it's, and he'll, he will, he'll find it. Because it's just like your body unconsciously knows. And the pinpoint is like, it's deep in there. If I could just stick a knife in there or stick something in there to to get rid of it. So then at least you're very close to the line. We obviously do our own little bit of kinesiology testing in-house now with Jade. Put her back to college because I needed it all in-house. So we don't have to outsource as much anymore. Um, but it is unreal to see it all come back. Like I just get giddy when I see it because I'm like, this is fucked up shit. It's mental though. You have some set up down there now. No, no, it's, it's fair busy. Yeah. Like, would you even call it a gym now? Well, no, I made a decision. To, oh, Jesus, should I announce it here? What are you doing? Don't say that if you don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's, ha- yeah. there's, it's more than just a gym. I've, I've been, my head has been fried for a while because when I look at it from a business level, you have, you have, say, Shane Flynn, you have NGS, which is my gym, very Mullingar associated, Westmead associated. Uh, you have my new name and new model, which is Recode which everything is now going to be put under. It's a great name, by the way. It encompasses, thank you. It encompasses everything. So I've been really struggling for a long, long time with this, as you said, the gym thing, because the gym is is one-eighth of what we do now. So technically I'm saying, no, it's not a gym, but the gym is still my little baby, and that's where I started and all that type of stuff. So I never want to be giving that up. But it's just, it was just getting a little bit more difficult time-wise. That's yeah. all. So like... I, I'll, what I'm trying to do lately is I'll do the class at half six in the morning. I'll get that done. Say Friday especially, I'll do the half six, then I'll do the clinic after it. I used to be doing the retreat after it. I had to change that style. I'm not doing that anymore. But it still runs. But then I'm playing rugby on a Friday evening. And then, yeah, it was just getting too hard. It really was. It was getting... I had too many balls in the air and I was... <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do with yourself if you didn't have 10 balls in the air. Early. 10 balls in the air and a pair of shorts and you're happy <laughs> <laughs> and the cold the colder the wetter the better <laughs> the legs don't feel the cold though Jesus Christ every time I see one of them memes there's always that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. in the snow and your it's always actually, you your your buddy which one I was them the other night actually on Instagram but uh, three bucks oh yeah yeah <laughs> He put up one, he says, about there's always that one fucking, come on to whatever, and he goes, um, you're like a walking x-ray going on. <laughs> he said, I wouldn't mind if you had a set of legs and all this stuff. Yeah, he's funny. Um, what's the crack with all the views getting? Huh? All our views. My views are gone. Mine aren't too bad now, but it's, um, they could be gone in the morning. Like I'm down 75%. 75? So story was getting about 12 it's getting about two eight, two nine now. Well, it's the the algorithm now is pointing towards people that are pushing a narrative that they want out there, and it's as simple as that. And it, you were sharing that thing to mm. you know, but like, how long are we talking about that? Like, yeah. it's fucking shocking. And in and a democracy, doesn't work unless there's free speech. And how people don't realize that it's just it's. Beyond me. And people are so well, fucking people asleep. Are, people are wrecked though. It's not even asleep though. They're, they're genuinely wrecked. Like a, a couple of things. No, they're afraid. 
Well, fear definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Because if you give but an opinion, as well, because they're afraid. But if you give an opinion that just just say, for instance, um, four hundred migrants or refugees move into a hotel or somewhere near your town, and you just say, "Oh, I, I don't think I, I don't think that was thought about. I don't agree with that." You're labelled as a racist. <laughs> Just if you don't agree. I hear you're a racist. I hear you're a racist. <laughs> you can't just voice your opinion. You know, maybe we should think about this. You know, are, you know, are all these people vetted? You know, do we know what we're doing here? You know, how is this going to affect our culture? How is this going to affect our people that are struggling? You know, we have homeless. We have people that are struggling. I was chatting to one of the... I shouted to... You mentioned earlier about going up and seeing Brian and Sean, mm. right? <clears throat> Two very successful in different ways. And I said, do you ever get into, like, do you ever actually stop for a minute? Do you think, like, about, like, he was giving out about in the food industry. He, he reckons we're in a recession now, hmm. but people don't know it because they're, they only base a recession off, like, the prices of houses and stuff, right? So he was saying, like, 26 more shops closed this week in the food industry, right? And he was saying food cannot, they can't keep passing it on to the customer. Like, they're, they, it's, it's gone too hard. It's gone too far bottom line margins are gone all of this type of stuff right but people aren't seeing it so straight away then if they keep increasing the pricing people are going to be eating out less and so on but he said he believes we're fully in one now yeah um but i just said like you'd wonder like what what does it take does it take any all the big corporations in ireland so they stay in ireland because the low corporation tax 12 and a half percent or whatever right but still it's an extremely expensive country to run a business in do you know what I mean? Like mm. the, the increase in wages there now, like it's all well and good for the fella who's getting paid and that's grand and all, but there's like, there's no other, there's no other incentive obviously from the other way down. Do you get me? Mm. Like even the one for all vouchers now, they have to be assigned to a payslip, you know that? Yeah. You can't just randomly have bought seven or eight of them in the year. It's like, who did that go to? If you keep them under a certain price. It doesn't matter though. Like it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Like you go back as far as literally Veronica Gearn times, like that's when it all changed. And that's when they said like, we now. <laughs> yeah, they have the right to come in and take and do what they want now. But anyways, people are genuinely exhausted, right? They truly are. Like I see it there, like even I'm, I'm trying to do, a, again, it looks like you're selling, but no, I'm not. I want to do an event later in the year. I want. I don't really care if I make money on the event. It'd be nice to make a few bob, but um, no, I, I really think like with the, some of the stories that comes through the clinic, like some of the stuff, like there's no joke. Like people are, like we're working hard and we're, we're making money, but it's not, it's not easy, right? But there is people who are working hard and they can't seem to get ahead. But this is where I'm like, there's something missed though. They don't understand stuff on a business level, right? They're not cute enough to go, how do you know? Like the average builder, right? He hasn't a fucking clue when it comes to taxes in regards to like invoices are lying all around the shop. He's on the phone when he should be physically working. Then he's forgetting to ring this person back. Then he's getting a bad name. So there's no systems in place anywhere. Right. And I was like, how do you, how can you put a thing together for just everybody, just a big blueprint across the board to wake people up? So, like, start with personality and start a thing. Now, I mean, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. I've already talked to a sound engineer. Like, I'm blowing the roof off the fucking place. Like, no joke. I, I cannot wait. But on the short term, I was like, I want to do a big webinar. You know What's what I mean? a webinar? Like, a proper online. So, I've on 
the app is ClickMeeting, for example. So you can take a thousand people at once. Oh, yeah. Do your presentations and stuff. But I want to do that in February sometime or something like that, right? But again, I always let I always kind of sit around waiting for the time to be right. But still, like, I don't know what it takes to get people up off their arse. Like, I don't want to become the fella roaring down the screen saying, yeah, I got to fucking change your life. I try and speak a little bit calm. But I do get annoyed sometimes going, like, where you truly want to say, like, stop fucking moaning. Like, like again, if I, 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 I was terrified going up to talk to him and... Sean at the World Summit it cost me nothing cost them nothing it was a bit of time I obviously had something that they went something here and they have now invested their time for zero charge and they're like there's something here and they're now lying awake at night thinking I was thinking about your business the other day can you do this what about this how much does this cost is there a pattern in this do you get me mm. all of a sudden the conversations goes up a level and I'm like if you didn't have that initial chat and that's why I try to think about people with the webinar I'm like but it could be that one webinar that changes everything for you. When you think about it. Mm. Like, and I, I'm not even on about me. I'm it's like about, connections. Yeah. Like if you're not in that room, like as cringe as it sounds like, but if you're not in, you can't win. It's like, if you're not, I, I even I, I sometimes get a bit baffled. Like I, I think I told you a story years ago of going out to a guy. I was in college. <clears throat> I had like 65 euro on my account. It was a Thursday. And I asked him what he mind. I couldn't, I was doing, I was paying him already for a course. Mm. And I couldn't understand the strength or I couldn't, I wanted to go through max velocity and acceleration and so on. Right. But we were sitting chatting for an hour and then I went to leave. He said, listen, I'll have to go. He said, I have a client. And I said, Jose, no bother. And he goes, uh, I'll leave that at 50 for you. And I said this before, I'm pretty sure to you in a podcast. And I kind of went, oh, fuck mortified. I was like, yeah, one sec, I'll be back in a minute. I'll just run down. So down, took 50 out. I'm out in step aside at this stage. Still had to get the Lewis back in or whatever. But like that technically was almost everything you had at that time. Do you get me? Hmm. So then that's where people need to make the investment going. You don't need to go all in. Like if you have kids and you have a mortgage, I get it. There's fear involved again. So like even this hydrogen unit, bringing it back to this again, I'm, I'm risking a lot on my side, right? Where someone like you could say, could I buy one of these for my, for my mother? You don't need to buy it. You can rent it. It's a leasing scheme. What comes with it? Lots of stuff on the on a, on a home use but on a business level I went the biggest issue with giving this machine like take your product there now if you told me that product can um, if inhaled for four hours a day can get rid of A, B and C yeah the average person's too lazy to even do it okay they're that lazy they won't even sit and plug it in they'll ah and they'll take it for granted that it's sitting in their home if a business takes it the problem is he doesn't know how to monetize himself he's not he or she is not marketable right I'd like to think I'm fairly marketable. You're very marketable. And I was like, right, okay, I'm just going to take all the work out of them. So I'm going to put a system in place that when I, when I land this hydrogen unit in your place, personally, because I am buzzing for this, I'm going to hit the road selling. I have certain gyms in my head to start with. Then I have therapists in my head to start with. But I've done some simple numbers, right? If a therapist works 30 hours a week, 50 euro a pop, for 52 weeks a year, let's just say. Okay, 78 grand a year, Right. Um, if they put this machine in and they only bring in the client who's in next 30 minutes early, there's no work now in the machine. It's literally press play, right? You can be charging 15 euro for that straight away. So that's an extra 450 euro for doing zero. The fee to me is 300 a month. They're in a profit zone from week one. I honestly remember a time where I was having to pay my rent on the fifth month 
because you'd be relying on the start of that month to give you a little lump sum to pay the rent and then you were chasing your tail again. There was weeks, there was months where I had an, a week and a half of profit or not even profit, um, income for me. Do you get me? Hmm. 300 euros a week so, type stuff. Might have been earning three grand. The rent was fucking 1800. Weren't long about adding it all up. And the truth is I'm genuinely, I sound like I'm selling it here again, but I'm truly going. Success to me, I said this in my story the night will be, I'm in a position to strike a deal with these guys in America to put up, I'm going to have to put up a lot of money, just same way you do for these products. Like These mm. don't land at your door. You're taking a big risk. The pressure's on. You need to sell these things and so on. So that's the risk I'm taking. And I, I don't know, like if they can't see it, I rang one guy and I said to him, I won't lie to you, man. I said, if you don't see this opportunity I'm putting in front of you, it's because you're terrified. You can't even see past the fear. I said, there is no risk. If, if it doesn't work, you just give it back. And people yeah. are like, people are genuinely going, but this seems too good to be true, right? I lost 28,000 on an investment a year and a half ago, right? Got completely fucked over, like the most legit scam. Wasn't nothing got to do with me, by the way, just in case anyone's wondering. But I don't know if you've seen this in my story. I still didn't get a chance to get around it. And I'm kind of just still building stuff on him anyways. But um, my biggest, biggest thing I'm so grateful for, I had a few friends that I said to them, man, this is unreal. So I was showing them my trading account each night and there'd be money pouring in. I was like, I didn't even do that. That just came in. Then we couldn't access it. And I was panicking. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Actually, that's a lie. I wasn't panicking at the start. You just believe what you're told. But when it, six months passed, nine months passed, you're still paying your direct debit and you're seeing nothing in return. So in the end, I bailed out. But I asked a question in the private Facebook group and he blocked me then. So I was, I completely sussed him. Like he is a, he's a, a genius con artist, if that makes sense. But there's, he's making, I'd say, I think there's 3,000 people on a subscription anywhere from two to 450 euro. So he's making in the region of 750 grand to 900 grand a month living in Dubai. The Instagram looks the business. He's, he's rented or he has the fake, he has the real cars, he has the money and he's built a cult around him. It's phenomenal. This is crazy shit. But I'm like, imagine if I had went all in on that. Everything how much I did had. you go in? Well, I, I did. I've lost 28 grand on it. You tried to get me in on that. Yeah, I probably <laughs> did. Yeah, at the start. Like, this is what I'm saying. But this is where it's like, there's, I, I get angry at times because I'm like, I need, I, I, I'd love to expose him as in tr properly get him in trouble, but I don't have time. Like, I don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. Like, is he breaking the law or not? I don't even know. So the decision I make, do I drive down the road to my left and, and spend all this time and money investing into him or do I plow it on and try and make that money back myself? And oh, just plow it on. Yeah. But a lot of people like would come in and they hold on to that resentment. So going back to all the injuries and stuff again, they can't let it go. They can't accept it. And then they beat themselves up because they're like, how was I so foolish? Do you get me? Yeah. They may not be in the position to turn that 28 grand again. So it's okay when you are in the position, but like, I I don't, do I know how I'd respond if it was everything? I do because I lost everything, obviously that time in trim. I know how I'd respond. But if but, if you wouldn't have invested in something like that, if it was your everything? Well, I, invest, I invested everything that time into trim and I went in naive, naive like a hat and contract signed. I hadn't, I was trusting. Do you get me? Yeah. That was everything. And I was really angry. But I put the head down and two years later then I spoke about it on Instagram. And we had people writing to my page back then saying, I heard you. You stay talking to people. I have to get the stickers. Okay. Talk to them about how good the humidifiers are. <laughs> <laughs> so in regards to the why I am here, the the hydrogen things, it truly is something that is gonna it'll be added into our clinic, obviously. 
but it is something that when we see these elderly people coming up, it's going, you'd be better off having this machine in your home and do an inhalation for two or three hours a day than you would be making that big long journey up to Mullingar, basically. Whoa. I'm um, back. So I, there's, there's plenty to come in. Lately, by the way, if any of you are following me, like I've been putting up links because of the views thing that's going on. <clears throat> so like, as I said, if I got... You know, you have to just battle through it. No, but you're missing the point. Like I'm, there is, what, what was the point? I'm putting a story up and then I see, I'm chatting to you and you're like, geez, I've never seen that. I know, but you still have to keep putting them up. You can't just I know, stop. I am, I am, I haven't stopped. But I'm putting the links up now so that I'm not going to be speaking. For example, if I'm talking about the kinesiology or whatever, I would rather build a link that has 700 people yeah. and they truly are interested now. So they've gone through the funnel as such. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. That's what them links are, or sales funnel, as you know. Do you know what would like, be great to get your views up? Do you know what would be super? <laughs> Do you know what would be super to get your views up? What's ever happening there? It said your TV will turn off in a minute. The fucking TV. <sighs> what would be great? What would be great is... <laughs> what would be great is... We need to have that on... Because I need to see how long we are tipping away for. Boom. Yeah, so what would be great if... HDMI? No? Where is it? Yeah, if you put up a picture about how much you hate what's going on in Gaza. Because <laughs> everyone does in the world. But this new thing that everyone's doing now is they're saying, oh, fucking look what's going on over here. Put it on your front page and you'll make, you'll make sure that it stops straight away. The minute that you put that up, the Israeli prime minister is going to go, oh, Shane Flynn and David Cuddy aren't happy with this. Let's pull them all back. Well, I, I, I hate the people use comments. it as I just... Checked. Well, yeah, I seen one guy who does inspirational stuff and I just, I was like, will I write to him or will I comment? And I went, oh. What did he do? Having time. But the post was a very much a statement. There was no like, so he was like posing a question to the, to the followers. Yeah. We can no longer stand and just watch this. We can no longer accept this treatment to humanity. What are you going to do? So he's posing a question. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big feeder. So all of a sudden the comments came in. Isn't it terrible? What's going on? Lots of people were then pouring in saying, I feel so helpless. Again, a helpless emotion, emotion is a very low vibrating emotion. Mm. Um, did he say what he was going to do no but what, what, what that's what I'm saying no and I just went that was so like you man, you are a manipulative little fucker because you're mm. going you're clearly putting that up to attract views likes comments and, and short term PR yeah and people are naive enough then to say did you see such a fellow was putting the post up about whatever wasn't he a legend and I get the point you're coming from like it's like when I was in Dublin there were protesting about Palestine but they were wrecking the Jervis Centre restaurants had to close and I said it on my story, I was like, I, I just don't get it. I'm not even, I'm not saying that my opinion is right, but I don't, like, if you stand back logically and go, what did you think now that was going to do? Mm. That's the piece I'd love. I'd love to be in a room and ask them, but you won't get an answer because they're highly emotional individuals and you get some pile of shite that, how dare you say that? So they're not being logical or they're not being... Just that virtue signaling and shite drives me fucking bonkers. I hate it. It drives me mad. Like, I, I'd love to say, what, what have you done? Yeah. Like, what have you actually done? Like, if you'd have put money 
Have you but put it, money out it, of your pocket? It like, goes back to that though where you're and saying even if put you it do, as your profile picture. Huh? Put it as your profile picture. Like it's a trend, but it's like we all know here that's not gonna do one. It's it's the same with a mini. It's like the riot in Dublin at the time. Like we we I put that up. Like you're you you've got all these boys jumping around to wreck the place and rob when the original principle was we're really tired of being not listened oppressed to. and mm. we're really tired of being saying nothing. Yeah. You have the likes of McGregor then who comes out and says something like you know, you've you reap what you sow, and the guards come and investigate him for taunting it and yeah, potentially starting it. What was more priority? But that's what I'm saying. You you are preaching against it, so now that's why you have people exhausted. Yeah. So that's why I keep going back to top tips. Like, what can someone do in 2024 to change their life? Number one is worry about you. Mm. Stop commenting on stuff. Right. Delete all social medias that or delete all platforms off your feed that creates a trigger for you. Delete every bit of news, every bit of radio station. Do not turn them on again. Invest your time in podcasts, in, like, stop, like, look at all the spending. How many coffees are you buying a week? <coughs> are you drinking? Are you doing takeaways? Calculate all that money up. That's what I want to do in the yoke as well. A proper bit of budgeting. I've done two seconds of it on a fucking a story there one day and people were raving about it. And I was like, you forget that people don't stop to think and ask the question of a Thursday night, whatever, what day is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. They don't sit and go, what did I spend this week? They're, un, they're unconsciously, it, it's gone to almost 100% unconscious behavior. So today, three people said to me when they found out I was up talking, oh, be very careful. I was like, I'd love to see my head, but I put through <laughs> your nose. Because <laughs> that's a fucking deadly day for me. You're putting your fucking fear on me. But I get it, you're just being caring. But it's the Karen is always fear. Very few will say fucking savage because why? People are like, oh, I just hate to see you getting done. Fair enough, I get that. But it's still a horrendously fearful negative vibration. Have you have you seen um what was I gonna say? I'm losing my train of thought. Did you see the grip media interview with Elon Musk? I I was on it um Morris? Yeah, sent it to me last night. Isn't it brilliant? I'll be honest with you, I actually thought it was fake for a second because I was like, fuck me. Oh, so for brilliant. anyone doesn't know that he, well, Elon Musk said he's going to pay for the legal battles to he fight. pay for the legal battles and he said he was going to he take the Irish government up the steps for the free speech legislation. And He is essentially God when you think about fighting against the devil. You think <sighs> have about you, Have you seen, did you read his book? No. Ah, oh, fuck me. Oh, man. Different level, like, and he's really, um, I listened to functioning, isn't he? Steve Jobs' book during the week as well. I'm in a wood where there's no service, none, Seven. but I have I go 12 hours every day just to consume media. That's unreal, though. yeah. So I'm getting through a book a day. It's but mad. I, I said to you before, why do you be why do you be listening to all that science fiction? I, I have that for a break. Okay, well, I use that as a like sometimes I can get, I can get very heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like because I go down a rabbit hole, I'd be listening to Joe Rogan or something, and he'd have a <laughs> quantum physicist on, and I'd be going, "Oh, I listen to that." And then he could have something about, um, "Did you ever hear of Room One Hundred One in China?" No. Oh Jesus! It's where during World War Two they'd done human testing on subjects on how to kill people and how to mutilate children. Jesus Christ! And um. And it gets too heavy, and I go, whoa, 
I'm having nightmares. <laughs> so then I go into science fiction. And it's like me playing the PlayStation over the over the Christmas. Yeah, it just it, it's it's a great release. I, I like a release sometimes because I can get very into stuff. Mm. But one thing all them lads have in common is they're all crazy. Well, I always said that when I on about the radio. Is that hour every morning? That'd be some time used if it was just for a book, wouldn't yeah. it? Mm. Like I, I always keep saying this, and probably said it on your podcast twice, but it's like if someone is thinking of changing career and they're like, I'd love to go back doing accountancy or whatever. And it's like, just absolutely spend every minute of your thinking time. Obviously you said you have your bit of downtime, Grant, factor in your little bit of downtime, but like just listen to everything you, you can possibly on, on accountancy. So when you go in to talk, like even if when I went into the talk to the lads today, you're over, you're a little bit nervous, but you're backing yourself because you're like, no, I know what I'm talking about. So the imposter syndrome only comes because you're, you're doubting your ability. Yeah. You're kind of going, I shouldn't really be sitting here. So you're not sitting there comparing who's worth what. You're like, we're here to talk about my idea, for, for example. And they wouldn't be sitting talking to you unless they were interested. Mm. They wouldn't be sitting talking to you unless they thought there was something in it for them. But there's always that little percentage where I know as well that they look at you and go, like this fella's energy. Like, there's something here. Did you get me? And yeah. that, and he told me, like, that's, that was a big I like part. your energy, Shane. That's what he told me. I like your energy. I've always liked your energy. <laughs> a good one for you. I hadn't heard it before. He called me. He said... He says, you're a pioneer. And I was like, he goes, you know what that is? And I was like, mm. like this. And I was like, no. And he goes, well, you're a pioneer, say, in your industry. And he goes, and the unfortunate thing that happens is pioneers get tired. And he said, they'll die off before they hit the, the gold mine, if you like, or the jackpot or whatever. Because they spend so much energy perfecting and paving this new way that somebody then just pops in at the end when the hard work was done and just take the idea and run. And it was really interesting. And I remember saying to him, at the start, I said, yeah, that sounds, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I said, I have an insatiable amount of energy. I said, I ain't getting tired. I said, and trust me, the hard work for me has been done because I had to try, prove these little treatments and prove these methods and prove that I can do this with Parkinson's and we can do this with whatever. So that to me meant the hard work is done. Now it's time to have fun. Now it's time to look and say, do we want to go to Dublin? Do we want to go to Limerick? Do we want to go... Do you get me? That's fun part now. That's the enjoyable piece. The fucking grinding is over. The but doing something that no one else does and you put your head above the pulpit and human nature, does everyone else in your, well, there's no one else in your realm, but do other no. people go, ah, the lad's a fucking... Ah, yeah, no, you, you, you did. You got the whole it smokes and mirrors thing. Well, is, it any, is it got better now? No, it's gone, completely gone. I don't care any comments anymore. It's gone probably a year and a half, two years ago now, but... In fairness, it's because I never explained though what I was doing. Do you get me? Mm. I just showed the end result and that would irritate someone. That really, someone who's very confined to saying, I want to see the data. I want to see how did he do it. You have no right to be. That's just a very conformed college bullshit mindset. So I empathize with them in a way. Whereas before I'd abuse them down the phone. I'd call them every name under some. But now I stand back and say, it's just your model of the world. And that's what the NLP taught me. That calmed me a lot because it made me realize two things. At any stage in someone's life, they're only ever doing the best with what they know at that time. So if you made a mistake, like you introduced me to someone once and I said, 
yep. stay away. Yep. You didn't listen. No. Sorry. You learned the hard way. I did. And then you went around for a while going, I can't believe I was fucking hell. And you were beating yourself up, wasting your own time is all you were at. Mm. You didn't, like, you needed to fast forward that process and take the learnings from it, that it doesn't happen again. But that's what a lot of people don't do. And that's how people develop a trauma. Their brain didn't connect the dots. So if you said, you said about the fear thing, like if you really dive deep into that there now, right? Then you'd have to get logical and say, okay, um, what have you done to prevent that? Right? Or what's the thing? Um, what did I call it? Mitigating. Yes, in court, yeah. Mitigating losses and all this type of stuff. But if you said, what have you done to prevent the fact that someone could break in? Oh, no, a better question. What can you, yeah, what can you do? Just, what did I do? What about, yeah, what yeah cameras. Okay. Yeah. Locks. <laughs> Moved out of town. That's all I done. So is that everything you could have done within your control? That's everything I could have done. So does that give you peace? Yeah. yeah. When I moved out of town, it gave me peace. And even you breed it out there when I said yeah. it, because you could tell it gave you peace. Yeah. So straight away, the, the fear should start to lift because you're like, well, I can't live in fear because it's a negative vibration emotion. I can't, God forbid, I hate to tell you, but there could be something going on right now. Do you get me? Yeah. So you can't control those elements. But you can do everything in your power to give you a bit of acceptance and peace. Were you ever robbed? Oh, yeah. Well, just I wasn't there, but the gym and trim was robbed three times. Like It kept coming in, but I know who it was in the end. But what I'm saying is each time I went back, there was stuff gone, stuff gone, stuff gone until I went, okay, the stuff is walking out the door. I have to get out of here. Um, not that I, I, I do I, I don't remember, no. I often wish someone would come in, to be fair. Give me an excuse to... Kick the shit oh, out. Just let loose. Yeah, well, that that was what really freaked me out. I was lucky enough that I did kick the shit out, but I ended up having to drop the charges because he could have sued me. Fuck. So what like, happened? so I got up one morning, and you know I got up at half four, five o'clock in the morning, and when I was living in Mount Rat, were you up with me when I was in Mount Rat? No. Unless you've moved. Now, no. And I walked out the back door every morning, and it was a, sm- a sided lally. And the two cars were parked like this towards the front door. And when I walked down the alley, I seen the door of the car open. I was like, oh, just Vicky left the car door. Fuck's sake. And when I walked to the back of the car, there was stuff down on the ground. And then when I looked up, here was this fucker at my front door trying to get in. Now, if I had seen a guy there, I'd have fucking locked the door in my room and rang the guards. But he was there. And I said, what are you doing? And he says, this is my fucking house. And I says, it's my fucking house. And then he just looked at me. And he was wearing my hat that was in the car. <laughs> my hat in the car and he was wearing it. And I just went, it was so surreal. It happened so quick. He says, I says, you wearing my fucking hat. And he just came running at me. He just came running at me. But the cars were narrow. So I threw a box at him. And then he fell down on the ground. And they started kicking his legs. So I grabbed his legs like this. And he was telling me he was going to stab me. He was telling me he was going to kill me. And I got a little bit afraid. I didn't know what to do. I kicked him in the face. I was wearing my work boots. I split him from there to there, broke the tea over his head. Work boots, you know. Uh, a neighbor came, guards came, they picked him up, brought him over to Port Leash. I gave a statement into the guards. By the time I was halfway through the statement, the ambulance had came. Then his solicitor came down and I was basically told, look, you're going to have to drop charges. You have to use reasonable force. Has to be inside Shopping your home, and he's after stabbing someone in Mount in Tullamore, so he's up in court anyway. So he might as well forget about it. So you can imagine Vicky really didn't want to stay there anymore. 
I'm going to show you, you just reminded me, um, last Monday morning, I think, um, I'm, I'm absolutely glad I wasn't there. And even the staff said it because I don't know what I would have done. And then I'd be, I, I know I would have been in, in trouble because I keep saying that I, I want someone to give me an opportunity to. Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> no. So if anyone wants to. You get to it, you get to it, you do, you get to a point and you just go, be some. Someone that will come up to you pleasure. now on your next night out in Mullingar and go, hey, happened. I hear you were on about one the fucking box on Should David Cody's podcast. Christmas. That happened to Christmas. Fucking sacks. Really? Mm. What happened? Just drunken egots and fucking piping up and what to say. See, the problem is then when they say something to Yaz or that, then that's when I. No, I, I'm too. I am. I'm too. I'm too cute to. I wouldn't lay a hand. To just would. That's what you want. Yeah, you wouldn't bother. Then like as they say, like people say, walk away. It's not worth it, and it won't be worth it. But different story if you genuinely wake up and there's someone in your room. You're like, okay, perfect. Whatever is It would not be so perfect. This video. This guy Yanni was there uh, last weekend or whatever weekend it was, that Monday, look at him coming in on the top corner of the screen. But there was a class on a half six in the gym and he came along, as you see in the camera, and uh, walked through every car. Turned out none of them had, were locking their cars going into the gym at half six in the morning. So he, he literally took his time. He, done, he was eight minutes going through every car. Hadn't got anything. One of the boys, he obviously hit the button on the boot in an Audi. That was open. You'll see in a couple of seconds, a painter comes in late. And he throws his eye and he sees, he thought he seen the boot open, but he paid no attention, went in. And he always puts his bottle here at the door. The next thing he heard the alarm going off. So he said to your man, I think your alarm is going off. And he said, I thought I seen your boot opening. Paid no attention. He walked out. Here's your man in the car with the arse out. So he says, what are you doing? Your man said exactly what you said. He goes, sure, this is my car. And he goes, your man obviously stood back for a second, panicking, going, that's fucking my car. So he had the wallet and the phone all in his hands and he stuffed them in the pockets. Your man got him, was holding them down. I looked in the camera. He was wrestling him for about six or seven minutes, roaring for someone to come out, right? And then a guy came out to get sick out of the class and he seen Luke then. And then Luke comes out, sees him, comes over, and the two of them start kind of half laying into him and cut the knuckles off himself off the ground and everything. Um, but your man ended up saying, look, when they got the stuff back off him, Luke was saying, what we do? Ring the guards, whatever. And your man said, oh, what's the fucking point? Let him off. And... Uh, he let him off. But then he got over to the gate and he started shouting back, I'll come back, I'll put a bullet in your head and so on. Fucking hell. But that People same morning, two schools were broken into and the 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 local filling station on the road as well. But we didn't do anything about it, to be honest with you, because sure, what were they going to do? Like that, that, that CCTV, CCTV, I don't know if it'd be any use to them really. Like, I mean, what can you tell from that? And then I was going you'll end up bringing heat on the gym. You'll come down some morning and the windows are broken and then you'll be into a fucking back and forth. You can't win. And the end of the day is to say, if you brought him to court, to turn out he hasn't a penny anyway. So like, fuck that shit. But that only breeds as well more and more of that as well, doesn't it? Because they know in the end, most people will say, oh, don't bother your hole. People have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Like when you're down that far, yeah. you have nothing to lose. Like in school, the fellow who doesn't do the homework never gets in trouble. Yeah, that was me. Missed one day. <laughs> that was me. I didn't bother doing my homework in maths or what else? Irish. Done it and everything else. I wasn't able to do it. Hated maths. 
Oh, I, I went in, I was there, right, I'm going to feel like a stupid cunt or I can be a funny, ignorant cunt. <laughs> Which one would I rather be? So I just sat there doing that. And they let me. Let go. I was only on that someone the other day and I was saying every single parent-teacher meeting it said, loads of potential, doesn't apply himself. Too talkative. Can't focus. All this stuff, right? And then when I got the brain scan and all that stuff, you wouldn't, like, the amount of stuff that relayed around was unreal. Even the short-term memory, like, I couldn't, so if I was sitting trying to study, I couldn't <clears throat> regurgitate that because there was no meaning behind it. And then now I listen to one thing in regards to how sound vibration works and all of a sudden I'm listening to something got to do with the Aztecs and all of a sudden I can just go... Whoosh, piece them together and just ramp it off. So they say it's because you're interested, but it you're, was You're getting into, you've, you've been dabbling in quantum physics now, haven't you? I got, actually, it's a great app um, that kind of anybody can get. I think it was about 350 euro for a year. Um, G-A-I-A. So I don't know how they actually pronounce it. What does it do? So basically all these holistic top doctors and stuff would have left medicine, moved across and sharing all their stuff. So there'd be like a full amount of document series on fasting, for example. There'd be a ton of stuff on, I mean, when I said the original starting point of sound vibration or sound frequencies, healing through sound, healing through all of this stuff, right? Unbelievable studies, like even stuff on ge like geometry, for example, and everything keeps adding up to the number nine. And it's like, I think it was, yeah. But every shape, basically, like there is so much still that I'm like, okay, I can't regurgitate it yet. Do you get me? Yeah. Because it just, it just keeps going. And you nearly think, I, it gets to the point you can't say it's fluke anymore. But the biggest, the best thing that I was learning out of it was um, when they looked at all the temples, all these tombs that were randomly placed, they were on geometric stress points on, on earth like. So they were on meridian lines or acupressure points of the earth where energy was at its highest. So like we know of all these temples where people go to get healed and touch the stone and all this type of stuff, right? But when they mapped them, they all came to specific points, like the size of the pyramid. There's another one that's built that's half the size exactly and it's located all the, it's, it's fucking unreal. Like you would, like you go down a proper, Rabbit I've hole. shared a couple of the clips, like I have, um, so you can hear this actually. Do you think the the pyramids are older than they say? Well, when they go through this, like they actually start to go through the whole levitation of it. So sound vibration was how they levitate materials and stone, but they explain it in detail. Just try to play one here for a crack. Pawn some this music is in the background. Fairy Godmother. Seven notes in an octave, do, re, mi, fa, sol, o. See, and when you look at the mathematics, you see certain things show up there that we see reflected in how the universe is constructed. For instance, 
when you look at a piano and you see there's two black keys and then three black keys and two black keys and three black keys and there's two white keys with a missing black key, right? Why is that? Why aren't there black keys in between each one? That's what Kharjeev called the Mi-Fa bridge. Do, Re, Mi, Fa. Mi and Fa is a half step instead of a full step. Full step, full step, full step, half step. Full step, full step, full step at the octave, half step. Two links where we have half steps. It's why there's no straight lines of nature. When the branch is growing, it's going through his do, re, mi. The, the seed is splitting open, do. A little shoot comes up, pushes through the soil, that's re. Then a stalk starts to foam, that's mi. It can't bridge the mi, fa gap. And so it just starts another doll. And that's why when it gets up to this point, it forks. And each of those forks forks, and each of those forks forks, and that forms a fractal pattern. So basically we have a sound or a, a brainwave therapy that we use. And it's been used on all the Parkinson's people. So I just was nowhere I could look it up. This has happened prior to this, by the way. But when we learned about the frequency, it went, it was back to that stuff. It was like the door, me, faso, door, me, faso. And it keeps doing this cycle over and over, over and over. And I just, we said, let's just try it, see what happens. So we put it on them for an hour and the shakes went away, stuff like this. And it was in my, at, at the time before I found this, like, like that's why when I came across this, I was like, you're fucking joking me. Right. It was unreal because now we were starting to explain it on a, on a different level that we had a clue on. But it was like, so what the word visual there was showing the bud breaking through, as he said, up. And then it hits this limit and it just starts to process all over again. It starts to process all over again. But when I done that, that exact treatment, um, the only way I describe what happened to me was it, it forced you through this thought process. So whatever you were feeling at the time, if there was a little bit of, I, I was stuck at the time, like I was real stuck. I fucking couldn't, couldn't unravel. You know, I had a couple of things to decide on and so on, but I did it one night and I was like four and a half or five minutes into the program. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really irritated. Like it was a joke. I just wanted to pull the ear clips off because they're going through ear clips. Hmm. And the next thing it just boom, released completely after nine minutes. And honest to God, like that, that evening, the next day and the momentum I had after that, it was like, it just shifted all that thought process on basically. But, um, that, that particular guy there, he does do an awful lot more on that in regards to the original, like how, where sound originated from. And he was talking about like, before we even were speaking words that when people first started to speak, the words you used were, were everything. They were vital, like, because they said that you physically cast a spell. So you can imagine like they were living in an era where they were thinking whatever we vibrate at is what will go out to that universal cosmic thing and come back. Whereas when they started speaking, then they were so careful of how they spoke. Do you get me? No. Like the words they used at that time. Were very specific. Oh, like, do you know what we just say things like, oh, I'm a fat cunt. Oh, sure, I'm no good. Do you get me? That's the way we live yeah. now. Well, way back before that, they were like, they truly believed that the words you speak. Came up. Yeah, well, whatever you put out there yeah. will cast a spell. Oh. That's what they were saying. And that's where the word spelling came from. Ah. You're casting a spell and so on. So it goes deep into all of that stuff as well. Uh, the word conspiracy means to conspire together, which is where eventually then it was flipped on its head that when people finally start to conspire together and begin to wake up, 
the lords would come in and then they casted this as a conspiracy theory. So then they understood the only way to defuse this is to break the people and the groups up. So the small minority groups that were gathering in the villages, they were beginning to sing together, chant together. All of a sudden they started to get powerful. They were like, there's something going on here. Why are these people so uplifting? They're beginning to get powerful. They're beginning to challenge us. So how do we, we scold them. We take this away, taste away. So they started to notice they were playing music on these instruments. So it took all the instruments away. So they couldn't heal through sound anymore. So the, as long as we can remember, everything was designed to keep you down. Do you get me? Hmm. And in today's world, the link I've seen is like, let's say you're very good at something. And we, let's say we go play darts. And one of us are really good. And you're playing and you're baiting the shot of everyone. Everyone's like, oh, look at Cuddy showing off. So straight away that builds a complex to you. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm not showing off. I'm just playing darts and I'm just happy to be good at. But it does breed a complex for you, which then attacks your little bit of self-esteem. You shell up a little bit, maybe, like most would. Okay, and you shell up a little bit. What's that doing? It's causing you to not be your true self, not be your true ability, because you're now, well, it's easier to just pretend I'm not back. great. Yeah, yeah, because of... And, what, and at the end of the day, you're conforming there. But it was just so interesting to see, like, look, I didn't expect to talk about it now, but I have loads of things like where I could go on a fucking tangent with, but they're unreal, like those little cool things like that. Um, but sorry, conspire together meant to breed together. Conspire means breed, is what the idea was. The word conspire originated from breeding. So it was breed together, conspire together, found that conspiracy theory. Um. But honestly, it's fucking, so I'm going to share a lot more. Than do I, I do think as well, that's why <coughs> I got shadow banned as well. When I, It's unreal. I swear to God, I put it, I put a video up and there was another one about uh, harmony. So the wording they use. So like real quick, sorry, I, I went to watch, um, I have to play this. This will be class actually. I don't really want to show you this in a sec. I went to see The Awakening. I've seen it twice now. The Awakening is about darkness versus light. Okay. Man, woman, they got separated. Is it a horror no, no, no. It's an unbelievable show. Um, it's a show. It's, a, it's like The Lion King. It's a show. Like, you All right, okay. Watch it, right? <laughs> but it's, it's in the Wynn. Uh, yeah, the Wynn Hotel. Purpose-built purpose floor. But I just want to play one, um, one song for you on it. And then you tell me what you feel. Oh, so listen real carefully. Mm -hmm. Hold it close to the microphone. Everyone that's listening, just listen carefully. something very interesting you can watch this so that's the piece coming through that's the music watch the guy at the end who's taming the elephant these are the subliminal messages that go on watch the guy at the end watch him transform from a big masculine thing to what feminine yeah so the deeper meaning of all these things as I said is Starts off with darkness versus light, which is good versus evil. So I said, I put up a post one day talking about things like um, porn or sex or drugs or uh, half naked people or uh, stuff being pushed in schools. That's, that's, as they say, the devil's stuff. 
okay? You, that was never associated with God, let's say. The light is all about love, joy, empowerment, uh, hopeful, all those emotions. The devil is the opposite. It's the, the revenge, the bitterness, the anger. Competition in sport is built on the basis of the devil as such. So when I go out, if I'm a UFC, I'm going out to kill you. It's like, it goes back to the gladiators. The difference is now we're both paid and we can respect each other afterwards, but back to the gladiator times, it was, you're getting killed. It was, was the fight, fight didn't stop. Exactly. And if you gave up, you got killed and so on. The whole way through this, I've tried to do this now a few times, but the reason I was showing you a song was a bit loud at the start there, wasn't it? It was a bit fucking mm. blurry, but the playlist is called The Awakening on, um, on Spotify. So... The songs consistently go from a really pleasant light to the de- to the dark. The costumes they wore were completely different. They had that scary baby face on those nine foot tall um, guys walking around. It was the elephant being tamed by these people. The elephant's the most powerful animal, and these female type guys were able to tame the most powerful elephant. Now, I think deep into stuff, but it's it's these messages that people are subliminally seeing that they don't understand. If you watch it again, you'll see that everybody is moving in sync. It's fucking class. Like, as the song was going, it was literally boom, boom, across the board. Like, it was, it's the most beautiful thing you'll see, but how it moves you from the light to the dark, mm. almost crying to almost, oh, fuck, I want to, Jesus, like, do you get me? It brings yeah. out that dark side of you. But the, the whole thing, look it up, The Awakening. It's unbelievable how it keeps transitioning between the two and how one can't exist without the other. So the good, the light and the, in the sunlight can't exist without the dark. Do you get me? Yeah. The balance of it all. If you're being too holistic, you're working maybe too hard and all of a sudden you need a blowout. I always go back to sport. I think of um, The Last Dance, um, Dennis Rodman, right? He just knew and he said, I have to go and I do these acts of evil. I have to go and fucking ride and drink and drugs and then leave. I'll be back and I'll be fine for a while. So they had to learn that there was this something or other, this pull that would pull him back to that side and he'd just blow out and then he'd be totally disciplined. But it was because it was, it was the extremity of it again, you know? And that's where it can be seen in everyday life. That's where it can be seen in today's world. That constant balance of good and evil. Like, why do people, why do people find it energetic to sit and talk about how someone failed doing something? Did you hear about that fucking cunt? Why does that feel good? Yeah, I was thinking about that on the way over as well because it's it's a it's a much easier emotion to be angry than it would be to turn around and say, "Oh, jeez, I have to fucking admit it." Or even or uh, when people have to ring each other and talk about other people and wonder how it happened and why did they do this and why did they do that and when you think about it it's actually a, a verbal form of violence trying to break something down and build it back up or why did this happen you'd wonder why people put themselves through that you know why Why do we want to talk about that so many other things well, why, why is it so successful like there's, there's a common team in every, in every celebrity we love to see a rise and a fall mm. so the rise will give us hope but the fall fall is also had you know, because you're delighted for you. Yeah. So yeah. this is what I mean by the, the average individual is extremely emotionally instable. There's guys on the long term, there was guys on your fucking on the men's group thing. 
that we knew at the start. I said, let this mad look like he's not going to be here in a week. Yeah. But it was such extreme, like commenting like 45 times, writing to you on three mm. different platforms at the one time. And then when we didn't give him that time, it was like, yeah. like if he thought that we died in the morning, he would genuinely be, get a buzz. It's the extreme of, you I, get to I see, love you or you get that. to see that, you know that so well now, because you're dealing with people all the time. You're dealing with that. Yeah, and you thing. see the needy, and, I, and I, I'll say this piece, I was talking about, shared a few things from the Hell Week. The biggest thing that came from that was when you were on the floor, we all become needy. You just want someone to pick you up. And in today's society, the, the mother or the father who, like, say the, say the partner dies, they do not have another option. It's like, oh, no, no, I don't have time to think about emotion. I have three kids to rear, I have a fucking mortgage to pay for. They're backed up against the wall. It's shit or get off the pot time, right? They'll either commit suicide or they will fucking relish. They'll push on. Mm. They may bring trauma with them and in 25 years time when the kids grow up, they'll realize, oh God, I never dealt with my partner and died. But my point is, when you don't have a choice, that's when you'll just find out the real who you are. Yeah. Whereas in today's world, it's like, how do I diffuse a human? How do I make you a useless, useless bastard? How do you make me yeah, a useless bastard? If I want to make you a f absolutely useless cunt. What would I do? Just if you took away my family. Okay, well, not even that line. If I enabled you, like. Enabled so if you rang me and said, I'm in a bit of bother, I'm after buying in uh, 40,000 worth of stock, it's not moving, and you're shit and you can't sleep. And I said, don't worry, we'll, I'll give you, I'll get the money. Oh, jeez, thanks a million. You become a useless cunt, because you don't know, and you never had to challenge that fear oh, yeah. of go out and sell that yourself. Or if I tell you, Cody, don't worry about going to work today, there's, a, there's an extra few bob. So I enable you and keep giving you stuff to weaken you. Give you more laws, give you more fucking bank holidays. Yeah. How many bank holidays have we? I think it's nine or something in the country. Mm. Like how many more do you need? That sounds great for the average person. But when you get to a point and going, all a bank holiday is doing is disrupting your following week, just remember. Because you'll never see a bank holiday on a Friday. Yeah. Why? Because you'll be able to go out Friday, Saturday. You mightn't even bother going out Sunday, then you'll be fresh for Monday. But when you have the Monday off, you drink right through, you're dying Monday, you're not worth a fuck to, your, to you or your company on Tuesday, Wednesday. You might be just coming right towards the Friday. We also understand there's people probably listening to this who will talk Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday about how good Saturday night was and then towards the Friday they're beginning to get buzzed again because the weekend's coming. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. But they will be the first people. So someone would say to me, well, why can't you just let them be? Well, I do let them be. But they're always the very one who comments on the stuff. They're the very little cunt who comments and gives abuse. They're the very one who has something to say. Do you get me? Mm. Like a guy commented there on mine two or three weeks ago. Uh, I put up about feeling stuck and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I realized then I just have an insatiable passion for growth. So when I have things to do, I feel accomplished. There's no issue with sitting. I've done plenty of sitting at home. We was doing nothing, watching TV. We watched all of Top Boy every night. Nothing got done. As soon as I walked in the door, come up into the cinema room. So I've done all the bum stuff, but then I hit a point going, okay, I'm bored. This is, this is cat now. I enjoyed it while it lasted, but let's drive on. But I was talking about that. And this fella, 45 or six years of age, um, commented, I love what you're doing all, but you talk pure horse shite there. <laughs> 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 and I just was going... Ah, here. So I was actually, I think I was lying on the bed and Dara was treating me or something. And I said, look at that. I said, like, what am I even supposed to say to that? 
And I, I thought about it and I went to write back and Damon goes, no, don't, don't lower yourself. There's no need to even bother. I was just like, I just looked through your page. You're an absolute reptile. And then I went, no, what's the point? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I am. Fuck him. I'm coming them back on. They fucking stay at you or whatever. And then I went, no, I can be arsed. So in the end, I just blocked him. Because I went, if you claimed you love what I do, I didn't ask your opinion today. And that's the problem with social media. So someone said, oh, you only blocked you because I know I don't need if I'm working. So to, if I have already eliminated the triggers in my life and I can't like I'm changing I'm getting rid of my phone, my, my original number. And it's and how will I get you? Yeah, there'll be 20 odd people that'll have it. But my point is I, I, I'm getting too tired. I really want it when I'm on, I'm on and when I'm off, I'm off. And I'm struggling with that. Like I was going to meet the lads today and then you get a couple of texts and that's grand. And they don't mean anything by it, but it's just going, after taking me out of the zone I was in now. And that's what's getting really difficult. And it's only because we ha I am communicating with so many on a one-to-one -one yeah. type of basis during the week. Mm. Like even if it's in the clinic and we four or five per hour, it's still fairly deep I think I have that problem as well. Too many. Well, I'm, I never I'm, too, I'm too available. Well, I used to have a serious, Yaz said to me, like I'd have a serious complex that I had to get back to, the, to a WhatsApp. Like I felt rude. And she was saying, sure, we're watching a film. Can you not do it tomorrow? Can you not do it later? And I'm like, no, 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 I need to text back. Used to have that complex right for ages with my personal contact. And then I look at it now and I go, I can't believe I've become one of them people that go, I can't face looking at my phone. But that's only because I'm fatigued elsewhere. Do you get me? Yeah. I'm all talked out like. And I'm slowly becoming a little bit more of an introvert. Like how many weeks do you want me now to come over here? Weeks. And it's just energy again. It's not you. It's like, oh, it's not you, it's me. But <laughs> <laughs> you'll be right. Oh, I've never been told that before. That's a new one. Shane's Flynn just said, it's not you, David, it's me. <laughs> but again, I found the secret, I think, is obviously the secret is always balanced, but it's momentum. So it goes back to different books, call it things like habit stacking and so on, right? But at the end of the day, when you get the little bit of momentum going, like you are unbelievable on the stories. Like it's, oh, I could vanish for a couple of days. I said this to you last time. I, I don't be able, like, do you get me? I'm like, I know I should probably put something up. Oh, fuck that, I can't be arsed. And then I'll come back and I'm rejuvenated and I'm online and I'm like, whoa. Do you get me? Yeah. But it's just something I'm struggling with. I'm like. But it's different for me. I'm bored. No, I'm I won't sitting, lie. Yeah, no, it's a big, like there you is. No, you're, you're doing stuff. No, but it's not even doing stuff. You're not, you're 12 hours, as you say, probably not talking to anyone. Yeah. Like. And that's why, yeah, no, there you go. It's the perfect balance. And you can, you've all this attention to lash yeah. out of it. Whereas when we come out of clinic and go on, meant to put a story up. Like there today now, I was like, oh, I could put a story up trying to motivate someone and go, oh, you, you get up early, you do this, you go, went there, you raced home on the clock, you did your clinic, you came back out, you got into the car, you came to leash, blah, blah, you go home, get up tomorrow, clinic. But <laughs> um, then you just forget. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever... Maybe it's just me. Fucking five to ten. And I feel really. How long are we? An hour and thirty-four. Hour and thirty-four. Um, I look at social media now, and as someone that's on social media, have you ever spent time watching other social media? No. So I'm gonna. I have to be honest. Yeah. And people would say to me, "Did you see um story today?" There's no doubt about it. Honestly, um, I get on and get off. Like, what's your screen time? Don't know. It'd be fucking horrendous, I'd say. So my screen time would be would be really low. Um, it depends on the week. So like last Friday, 53 minutes in total. 
today 41 minutes screen time now a lot of people I think use TikTok more but the last thing I'd say on scrolling if we only even finished on this point is think about um, 2 hours 50 minutes yeah. Salina Jesus if you, if you think of TikTok right again it's a drug given and the, the outcome yes you think it's free a great one in the book thing that I have is uh, every product that's free you are the product yeah right so the TikTok thing is the speed of it is like that's how quick people are scrolling mm. you're addicted to that tiny little bit I'm bored right but if you imagine that when so your brain can take in 164 million bits per second or sorry is taking there's that much exposure so as I'm sitting there and all these different things are going on but you can only take in something like 124 individual you can actually only take that amount in right so when you're on that you go to scroll and you see something and it's like one two bored you imagine that a neuron fired in your brain there and it was about to complete a cycle going geez what's this I'm seeing and then, oh no flick off flick off all the time versus sitting down doing a crossword for an hour doing a doing a, a puzzle or doing um, a jigsaw think of the length of time that your brain is having to concentrate now hmm. and focus so like same thing with content you have a lot of people who stay and follow you can see your stories they'll genuinely click all the way through there's definitely a large portion of people that go might stop go on again yeah. what's he saying go on again and a little sale, a little trick will be if you want someone to stick on that page, you will write something simple that, that catches their attention. So it takes them out of trance because it's like flick, flick. Oh, geez, what was that? He wrote something on the screen. But there are little tricks you can do to stop people obviously scrolling. It takes them out of trance. But the difference is the length. It's like the neuroplasticity and the length of time <laughs> that that is actually able me. to fire for is getting so small now. And that's why people are saying they struggle to focus. So intelligent people can focus. Highly achieved and successful people can focus. They can lock in on a target, whether it's weight loss, whether it's saving, whether it's building a fucking franchise, whether it's whatever. They can focus for long, sustained periods of time. And inside them six, nine months, year, they stick to that plan. They have a very large overall focus, but inside that plan, they know that food is important. My training is important. Who I'm around is important. My energy levels are important. So am I opting into conversations that are low vibrant? Am I eating foods that are low vibrant and so on? Whereas the average individual, I'm just going to eat because I feel like shit. I'm just going to do this because I feel like shit. I'm bored now. I can't finish out this task. I half finish a job and I move on to the next one. The, the builder, the plumber who comes and half does your job and leaves and he doesn't come back for eight weeks. Mm. He's the classic mess I'm on about. Just finished the job, please. We have a guy, I told him, I'm going to drive my van straight through the front of your building <laughs> in Mullingar and I'm going to put you on social media. If you don't, please come back and fix and sort out my heating. I spent 5,000 on two fans. Might as well be blown out of them myself. I'm trying to put in a proper heater. Will not finish the job. Got paid though, but won't come back. So now I'm kind of by the balls. So now I'm having to threaten him a bit. I'm like, you think I'm joking? I swear I'll drive my van through your front door. But it can't just finish one thing. So then on a business level, they create all this bad publicity for themselves. But it's phenomenal. Like we don't, like, I, I don't have TikTok. Um, I don't download it. Don't, I don't have it. But it would be, that would be. Because I'm not going to allow myself, like, open myself up to that drug. 
I have it, but I don't use it. Mm. I don't like it. A lot of people say you should do it for views. I'm like, but what views? Like, like you're, unless you're getting three and four million views and making your money off YouTube, which is like fair fucks to you for doing it, but views are only views. So as I said, I'll give you an honest stat here. If I, there was 33.3 thousand followers, that day the story got 12,000, 12.1. The link was on the story and 700 followed the link. So what do you think? That made me go, why am I bothering posting? Technically. Why am I preaching and giving this free stuff? I'm done. I'm out of here. I ain't going back there anymore. I'm going to do 80% less. I'm going to talk to these 700 now. Yeah. And on a money level, if I get 100 euro out of 700 of them, it's not far better than spending money on ads, technically. We haven't spent any money on ads in a long, long time. But that's a businessy-minded coming out now versus the new up-and-coming fitness fella or girl who spends hours, like their, their content's lethal, like there's a fair play to them, like it's a phenomenal amount of time and, it, and, the, and the profile looks so aesthetic. Do you get me? Cause yeah, this, but, the, the, but you can see that even with big companies now and yeah. ads, especially when you're in the business I'm in where people want you to run ads and stuff, there is no correlation between the views, the ads and products sold. Yeah. None. I don't think it would do well. I think like, like even I made sure to highlight there that people will think we all of a sudden started off there talking about our stuff to sell. Oh, we are just chatting. Yeah, but imagine all of a sudden if me and you then just kept dropping in these, it's like if we stop right now and say, guys, you can go to the link in the bio and you can sell this and buy that. That's not us. They'll buy from us eventually mm. because they go, I have, he's never rammed a product down my throat before. He's not doing sales 24-7. I love the ethos. I've built a relationship. In NLP, it's called rapport. This is building rapport. This is building more relationship you're giving people a little inside access it's you know it'll pass a journey for them in the car so this is all building rapport but we, we we're not getting paid for this so when you all of a sudden sell these products and they move that's the work that the average person doesn't want to put really in. does sound like an ad <laughs> <laughs> if i'm honest this does sound like an ad <laughs> but it's not i genuinely shane said he come up and help me because my dick was sore today and um, we just said we'd turn it on. I actually wasn't gonna. And then Shane says, ah, fuck it. Turn it on to fuck. And I, and I did. I'm glad I did now. That was great chat. Mm. The problem is I chat all day. <laughs> too. Do you know? But it's... Um, but there is a lot that goes into it. Like to be... I know one lad that just be joking with me and he says, oh, I see you're revving it up. He said, <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be cute like, and he'd say, Jez, you're going hard this weekend. You must be trying to clear the old whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because he'd be saying it's coming in, but no, it's definitely if I'm going to sell out and it's saying it, if you're, if you've been following any of my stuff, I'm not joking. I'm doing a webinar. It will be outrageous. I promise you, but it's only going to scratch the surface to what I'm going to do in, in person. Yeah. And I'd love you to be there on the, on, it's a full day, potentially. Oh, I think we'll just do one full fucking day, but I want to give like huge goodie bag now, proper job, right? Like proper spend a lot of the portion of the sale on the music, the lights. I want to get pillows for everybody, like everything. I want the seats that I can fold them up and clear the room in two seconds. I want all the staff individually broken up that they take pods and groups so that no one is left confused. So like we'll have drills and individual little breakout rooms except to be in the room. Does that make sense? Mm. Do all of that. I think that'd be deadly. No, it would. And I don't care. And I get so excited about it. And I keep saying it. It's like, it is not about the money. 
like it's going to cost a fortune. Like I'm thinking big, like I want to rent a place that could cost us, cost me 40,000 to rent it for a day. I don't know, like go all out. I want food stalls out. I want it just to be better than, because I've gone to several of them and I always say, you could have done that now, or that was a bit main, or would have killed you to do this. Yeah, half hours. Yeah, and, 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 I'm, and I'm not going to lie, I'm terrified to announce it. That's the imposter syndrome. And everybody that comes through say, why don't you? You should not sell out. But that's, this is where the, the self-doubt comes in, in, a, in all of us. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. What if it doesn't? But I know myself that if I fucking announce it, I won't stop until it's done. And they'll see that passion. Like, you know? I think just do it. Just do it, lad. Mm. I'm there. I'm all in. Hopefully we'll see now after. We'll see if they listened all the way. Don't you fucking fire that at me, cunt. I was in school too. I know <laughs> I know what goes on with them. But look, we may um, pull the plug, I suppose. Thanks for coming up again. When yeah. am I going on to your podcast? Well, I don't really have much of it. You can come to me sitting in a room and we'll sit off and chat. Because Shane has a podcast, if anyone hasn't listened to it, but I'd say most people that have followed me have listened to it. And I love it because it's so um, Shane. <laughs> No shite talk. Just tell you straight as it is. But I really liked your podcast. The way you the way you do it. It's so you. <laughs> it's off the cuff. Could be anywhere. One's in a Aldi car park. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um it's so good. Then the van. Yeah. Then the sitting room. Mm. It's so good. We'll put a link on I'll put a link on underneath and go listen to it. I was gonna try one where I go for a big long walk. And there'll be a bit of interference sound, but hopefully it mightn't be too bad when it's done. Because it, it doesn't have to be this sound all the time. Like, this is very, like, it's going to say this very stage, but I mean, imagine if we were just in, like I said to you before, if we took off and we drove to Cork and you just sat the camera up and you'd blabbered away. Yeah, we could crack. Guarantee you that would do more success than than this. Yeah. Guarantee you. And if it wasn't edited, we'd both be in jail by the time we get to Cork. But there's no editing <laughs> in this one, isn't there? <laughs> No, uh, no, no, shouldn't be. no, no, but I edit none of mine. That's what I'm saying. If I said something wrong, I'd not come back. I don't have any of them technologies. I just roll it up. Well, I've done a few podcasts with the lads and stuff. And if there wasn't editing, we'd be in jail. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want with Mick Cuddy and we'd done it for about two, three hours. And we left here thinking, oh, that was mad. That was brilliant. That was class. The next morning we listened to it half an hour, an hour and a half gone. Just Fuck. took it out. Fuck. Sure, I was giving out about everyone. <laughs> I was saying words I shouldn't have been saying. It was shocking. I was drinking as well. It was bad. Shane, thanks a million for helping me. No bother. I'll give you, you can take one home and tell me what you think of it. You won't know yourself. Put a bit of essential oils in it. I like lavender, right? A bit of lavender. Lovely. Cha-cha. Frankincense. <laughs> Frankincense. That's funeral shit. <laughs> Oh, it's incense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know my senses. There's a spider in the back. Oh, God, right. Good luck. Oh. <laughs>